the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. It's a new week, and it's going to be a cold start. I just got a uh, uh, text today, the National Weather Service, freeze warning for Cabot Tuesday through uh, Wednesday. So we're going to need Long John's tonight? No, I don't know. I don't know. It depends on how easily you get cold. Oh. It was funny. I, I walked in the bedroom last night. And my wife had the box fan in the window, <laughs> you know, cooling down the bedroom. Right. And I said... Uh, you're going to wake up in the middle of the night. You're going to take that fan out of the window. I'm just telling you. Oh, you think it's going to get that cold? I said, yes, it did. Yeah, and that's going <laughs> to pop right back up to 90 degrees in a couple of days. After yeah, that. oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. It did, this whole week, though, it's supposed to be fairly cool. Yeah. I think 71 yeah. is the highest temperature that I saw for the whole week. Wow. wow. It's, it's not, that's not a whole lot um, warmer than what it is right now. Yeah. I, I've been sharing some information with the guys here. You got to pass that around so that everybody can see it here, Artie, if you will, and then we'll talk about it. Second okay. half hour. First half hour, though, I want to start off with something to get your blood percolating a little bit this oh, morning. Boy. There's things that are going on in this country. In fact, last night at my life group, a lot of this stuff was brought up. Just people talking. Just talking. Not to me. Talking amongst themselves. Talking about... Did you see what went down in Conway last week? The murder? No. 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 The school board meeting. Oh, no. I heard something about that. What, what was it? Well, they, uh, they reined in the transgender people. Good. They told, their, they told them that we're not going to let boys go to girls' uh, you know, uh, bathrooms. restrooms and girls go to boys' restrooms and all that. Well, yeah. they, they, they did. All right, they did, and from what I understand, where they usually meet was not big enough, and they had to be meet in a big auditorium because there were so many people that wanted to come. Well, they were talking about that last night. You and know, it's go ahead, go ahead, Art. You know, it's funny. It's election time. Oh yeah, people. Are you, th- you think that has again. anything to do with it? Potentially. <laughs> you look at that information that I'm handing to you today, and the roosters are coming home to roost. Yeah, I'm just telling you, if you're a Democrat. And you've been saying, well, we've been doing really good in the polling. Not so well anymore. It's really shifting heavily towards Republicans now. Republicans in the generic ballot, which is a ballot they look at who might go to the, to the, to the uh, uh, voting booth. Basically, they jumped and they ha- now have a double-digit lead. Well, I mean, it would be nice if uh, Republicans had this kind of backbone year-round instead of just during the election Oh, season. I agree. <laughs> I agree. And I can't tell you how excited I am 
to see how much backbone some people have that have been saying, yeah, we'll get into next year's General Assembly. Wait till you see the school choice that we want to do. Yeah. Let's see if you got see. the backbone. Let's see. See if they've got the If you don't, I'll guarantee to, you I'll be mentioning it to you. Let's, let's see yeah, if they'll that's stand up to the, to the school boards. That's going to come. I'm going to start mentioning it to you because two years ago, there were a lot of Republicans on the Education Committee, and a lot of backbone was gone. A lot of jelly people walking around. This is this is part of that. One of them is slope. gone now. Good. Sturch yeah, is gone. Good. He's gone. He's he's Thank history. Thank you, John Payton. Yes, absolutely. All right. So I wanted to start off with a, a, a piece of audio. This is from uh, Tucker Carlson, uh, Carlson's show on Friday night. I think you need to hear it. Here we go. Well, the Attorney General of the United States, Merrick Garland, has ordered federal agents to investigate parents who dare to complain about their school boards. In particular, parents are no longer allowed to say anything when creepy adults sexualize their children. Come to my van, little girl. I've got some candy. Don't say a word. But that has not kept some parents quiet. In San Diego County, California, one mother called Brittany Mayer noticed that her school board was supposed to be educating her children had instead invited them to a, quote, family-friendly drag show sponsored by a San Francisco gender reassignment surgery center and a nightclub. Here's what she said at a recent meeting of the Encinitas Union School Board, which promoted the event. What is it about a grown man costumed in a sparkly bra with augmented boobs busting out a leather miniskirt barely covering his twerking tuck tape on his front while spreading his fish netted legs as he rides on the ground grinding his groin next to a minor family friendly you owe us an answer we have a culture that has a massive problem with child porn with sex trafficking you a little school district board of adults made the decision to feature an event to hyper sexualize young children do you want to know that the word that defines that it's groomer. You all played the activist pimp for an aligned surgical center and for a 21-plus gay bar. It makes you groomers and activist pimps, and we won't have those sitting on a school board who oversees the education of our children. Brittany Mayer was not arrested, apparently, because she's joining us tonight, and we're glad that she is. Brittany, thanks so much for coming on. Um, so... <laughs> This is the school that's supposed to be educating your kids and they're sexualizing your kids. How did you find out about this? So the Union School District took it upon themselves to send out the invitation to all families in Encinitas. And uh, they actually have, it's interesting, they have an approval process that they violated. It says in their rules of conduct that they can't send out anything that is lewd, that is political, that is controversial. And they decided to send out a boobash invitation that is sponsored by a gender reassignment clinic out in San Francisco and a 21-plus gay nightclub in San Diego. So to say we were confused would be an understatement. What does this have to do with educating your children? Well, that's a really good question, Tucker. And we asked the board again and again to reconsider and to issue an apology and an explanation, which they didn't, which is why we decided to show up. And I want to make it really clear that this is not a, an isolated incident. This is coming to every school across the nation. And if you think that it's just going to stay in California, you're dead wrong. This is coming everywhere. And it's why we stood up and we said, we're going to nip this in the bud. We're not going to play by the rules that we're supposed to be afraid that we're going to be punished if we don't 
don't speak up now. And I hope that this breeds courage for parents all over the nation who see this this trend starting to change where, like you just said, our kids aren't being educated in the fundamentals. They're being hypersexualized. And we are done with this. How is this different from pedophilia? Do you know? Say that again. How is this different from pedophilia? Well, it sounds like it's one and the same. And, you know, I, that's why I made it really clear that you can slap labels on anything. You can make anything family-friendly that you want. And that's the danger of this ideology is that we're being told to use new terms and new language, which is... I think we do a disservice when we play by those rules. We need yes. to stand up and use the words as the words, the words that we know what they mean. And what those adults are doing is they're pimping out our kids to gender reassignment clinics, and they're pimping them out to 21-plus nightclubs. And like I said, it's coming all over the nation, and we need to now use brave words and words with meaning and call it like it is. Yeah. I mean, I just have sat in awe and watched... Passive parents let creepy adults sexualize their children, and it's just so gratifying to see someone say enough. All right, there you have it. Wow. Now let me let me get this straight for you. All right, they sent out a flyer to every parent in their school district, uh, and the school board said, "Hey, we're going to have a family-friendly drag presentation." First of all. You can't make a drag presentation family-friendly. You just cannot do that. It's like a family-friendly striptease. It doesn't exist. Yeah. They're already sexualized. <laughs> it's amazing, some of these people. And, and they bring this up about this, this school board. This is, this is not the first time this has happened. I'm seeing it happen all over the place, as she mentioned, as Brittany Mayer uh, made mention of. Now, I have not seen it yet. That in your face here in Arkansas, but don't think that there's probably not somebody out there thinking about it. Oh, no, they wait for their opportunity. No. They're going to try. There was one. There was one scheduled. Oh, in the one in North, Arkansas. Yeah, Northwest Arkansas. That's yeah. right. I forgot about that. Yeah, the, the, a lot of people. There was a drag show scheduled in Fayetteville, Arkansas. Yeah, earlier, and, and, let me just read this. Earlier this month, parents and minors were relieved when the Fayetteville Library canceled a drag show for minors. The event, which included a dance, was designed to bring in minors as young as 13 so they could be offered transgender resources, including one, how to legally change your name, Two, obtaining clothing from the transition closet. Three, making connections with public school teachers for transgender support. And number four, help with gender support plans, which the Fayetteville School District does routinely. They have a gender support closet. Yeah. I never heard of you know that kind of closet might have been in the drama department you know yeah, the, right. you know so you could do a Milton Berle skit or something oh I'm really showing my age even I know Milton Berle is old all right or if you've watched the classic movie Some Like It Hot or you watched um, you know uh, what's it called. Two, two chicks or something? Well, the idea is that, you know, back, back then, that's, it's it was goofy. Used as, it's used for humor. Yes. Flip yeah. Wilson. Yeah, Flip Wilson, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's not supposed to be a way of life. Yeah, no, no, it, 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 it is not. It wasn't serious. No, none of it. And, and then he would have said, if you, if you question, he said, the devil made me do it. 
Mm-hmm. You know, well, that's, this is that, that slippery flip. slope. I mean, was it Darlene that Flip Wilson did? I can't remember. Yeah, what, I forget. What. But anyway, just I, I want to bring this up. We're going to talk a little bit about it because what struck me about this is is exactly what my life group was talking about. Yeah, I, you know, I'm I was stunned that it came up. To be honest, and it it was interesting that it came up. Let's get a quick break in, then we'll come back and we'll talk further. Don't forget about East End Towing. You know, um, you don't need to know about you know drag presentations or or anything like that. You know that's wrong, so just you know leave it alone. And and uh, but you do you do need to know about what to do if you happen to break down on the side of the road or maybe you're. Uh, uh, trailer that your boat is riding on suddenly blows a bearing and uh, tires aren't turning and smoke's pouring out of your trailer. You know how that can happen. And uh, or if you're you know pulling your camper, I mean, what do you do in those types of situations? I mean, they're all different and they all have special things that have to be done. Well, that's where East End Towing comes in because no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it. And it has all the answers. All you have to do is call them, 501-888-8849. Have it in your phone. That way you won't be, oh, what did they say that number was? It'll be in your phone. Put it under towing. And then all you got to do is hit it, and uh, you can connect with them. 501-888-8849. That's East in Towing. So what we've seen here in the last couple of uh, weeks uh, in this case here, this out in California that we just played for you, we saw what it's going down in, in Conway. I'm going to try to get the school board president on uh, to talk about that and, and have him here in the studio on that. Uh, be making my call today to see if he'll join me. Uh, would not surprise me. Say, well, I don't want to stir it up any more than it's already stirred up, Mr. Ellswick. I can hear him already. But maybe he won't. Maybe he'll come on and talk about how they came to their decision that they did last week. Now, I'm not sure. Did they vote on that and make it uh, binding? I, I'm not sure. I, I, I'm not I sure. don't think I heard that said. I, I think I heard this is what we wanted, what we're going to do, but they didn't vote on it. So I, I'll... Uh, it may I'll, have still been just informational. Yeah, kind of thing, and letting people speak and, and whatnot. So uh, that was uh, that, that happened last week. But what struck me and, and made the most impact on me is fellow life group members bringing this up, this kind of stuff up, and asking about it. Then the big story... The big question came up during when they were all talking to each other. And somebody said, well, how did, did we get here? And somebody had yeah, had question. the guts to say, we let it. Mm-hmm. That's that's exactly, a, yeah. Yeah. So it, much stuff. I mean. It's a slippery slope. You know, it starts, what, when, when was gay marriage legalized? Like 20, like 2007? Like, no, more recently than that. More recently, like I mean, 2010, Let's go back to Roe versus yeah. Wade if you want to look at things that that people allowed to happen and oh, right. yeah, that, didn't take their kids out of the schools. And no. I mean, yeah, when Roe versus Wade happened, the ind- whole country Individual should states should have seceded over, over Roe Yes, I would, it, I'd agree that, with that. That would have been – actually, they should have just told the federal courts that we're not going to respect that, that 
that. Um, well, I mean, that's what I agree on. with that. I mean, it and starts with, with that, yeah, like dehumanizing your kids, saying that, oh, they're not a person until they're born. Before that, they're just a clump of cells, and you can just... <laughs> well, which is perfectly consistent yeah. with this evolution-type ideology. Yeah. And it's uh, when you allow the, the government schools to teach absolute, utter nonsense, which is not even good enough to be a good fairy tale. Okay, now, listen, there was a person at the Conway, and thank you, R.D., for digging this story up. There was a person at the... Uh, uh, meeting last week in Conway, which was held at the Conway High School Auditorium because it overflowed at the school board meeting. Uh, a guy uh, or gal, I'm not sure which, said it's like a way of emotion that people could, adults could just hurt pe- uh, children in, in the way that they did. It's just utter shock and terror. Durham, like some in the attendance, expressed their concerns about what could happen if the board voted to approve those policies. Well, they did. They voted. They approved them. Now, here's how how crazy those policies are. Are you ready for how crazy this is? Do the do the transgender children have to wear different clothes? Do the are the transgender kids going to wear name tags to say? Their, their pronouns or anything like that? No. Here's what, what they, they decided. The policies include limiting access to bathrooms. In other words, biological boys go where biological boys go, and biological girls go where biological girls go. Uh, locker rooms. If you're a boy, you don't get changed in the girls' locker room if you say that you're a girl. Soccer. Changing rooms and showers for transgender students. The other policy impacts overnight travel, school trips, based on their sex at birth, no matter what gender a student currently identifies as. So normalcy, basically just yeah. common sense. I mean, oh, if, wow. if you're a presses. parent out there, I'm telling you, I'm going to say 93% at least are going to say what? This is this is this controversial. Is, boys use the boys' room. Girls use the girls' room. I yeah, mean, in Arkansas. So, this has to be we're in Arkansas. This has to be written down and made into policy to say that that boys have to use the boys' room and boys' locker room and girls use the girls' room and yeah, girls' locker room. But like, that has to be. You do it's now ridiculous. because the federal government says you're supposed to let those uh, those boys use the girls. All right. I, I, I pointed out a story last week. I think it was in Vermont. May have been in Maine. It was up north, north, northeast. The girls' volleyball team at a high school complained about a young man who said that he identified as a girl. And he had said publicly before that he didn't believe it. It was just something that, that he was doing, getting attention and stuff. The school board, the school board told that the, the girls' volleyball team that they all had to dress and change in this little tiny cubicle to get ready for a game, and this boy could use the locker room. And then they told them if they didn't comply, they were going to shut down the girls' volleyball team. This One is the, creep this, ruins everything this, for This everybody. is the insanity that we're dealing with now. Nowhere in the Constitution... It says that all men are created equal. It doesn't mean that everybody can do whatever they want. That's not what it says. But that's what the left has said that it said. And many of you 
have bought into it. I mean, we have to completely upheave our entire culture, society, everything, just to accommodate a handful of crazy people. Yes, it's ridiculous. That's what they and say. most of these, most of this stuff is coming out of like California and New York City. They're they're not even applicable to ninety nine percent of the country. Starts in well, on the coast, well, ends up in the middle America. In Arkansas, it starts in Fayetteville. Yeah, yeah well, that's true too. Absolutely in Arkansas. True. I mean, they worked on the They were working on the transgender bathrooms about seven or eight years ago, if you remember that. Remember, yeah. You know, you're looking at U of A's there. Okay, what's in Conway? Hendrix is in one of the most liberal colleges well, you, around. UCA that, and UCA as well. And I think that's that's part of the problem is that we've got these little enclaves. What do you want to call them? Great little, word. Little, I love little, it. little bastions of. Um, these private societies almost, although UCA is not really private, they're government funded, but where these professors and students, but a lot of it's professors, I think, they can live in their own little world and promote their own stupid little ideas, and, and they don't have much competition to stop them. And, and the, the sad thing is that we've got a bunch of believers out there who are sending their children to these schools and funding these nut jobs. It's in our high schools, too, guys. It is in our high schools. I'm sure it is. Because these colleges are putting out teachers. Mm -hmm. These teachers are being hired. And they're already indoctrinated when they come to your schools. Right. That's right. That's the reason, you know, uh, people need to be involved in the school board. And, And as we were talking earlier, the Moms for Liberty is really, I think, been helped shining a light on this. Well, oh, but the people that are on the school boards, for the most part, poo-poo them away and don't want to listen to them and, and uh, try to pa- you know, paint them as, as radicals. And cr- They're not the radicals. The people teaching this stuff is radical. Finally, let, let's put the, the first subject uh, to bed, and that is how did this change? Why did the, why did the school board do what they did? Well, when suddenly parents show up at school board meetings and they're sitting in the, in the audience, uh, that has an effect on the school board. Yeah, the school board had already discussed this. They were ready to go. They knew what the parents wanted done, and they did it. To their credit, they went ahead and did it. Well, to the parents' credit, they showed up. Yeah, and it does make, and a that's the big deal. That's exactly and I understand right. everybody's, you know, is very, very busy. But you got there's you don't have to go every time they meet, but keep your your ear to the ground, put your your For ear so out. so to speak. For crying out loud, these are your kids. Put your put your <laughs> you put your ear down to the railroad track and see if you hear a train coming, yeah. and then show up. And make them let them know that this is the way you feel, and you might be surprised mm-hmm. what happens. Well, and I think it makes a difference in the state legislature as well. If people will just call and show up, a lot of times the legislators will actually pay attention because you know if 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 they've got bills in front of them, if and, you are civil, yeah, that that's that's a big deal too. I think. But the thing is, a lot of a lot of these legislators. The only people that talk to them about some of these issues are lobbyists, in some cases, I think. Or, and so they don't, they don't get much feedback from anybody else. And so guess, what the, guess how they're going to vote. I am amazed. And let's see what uh, R.D. says about this. I am amazed by how quickly people are not, not propagandized but uh, swayed 
through their belief that they've got some special powers now because they've been elected an official and they forget what they were like before they ever got into office. Are you amazed at that? Are yeah, you? it seems like, you know, when they're elected and they go up to the Capitol for the first time, and I've had a friend of mine do it, they get called into the governor's office or they get called into the caucus. Yeah, you think you're special. And they get called into the caucus and they say, you know, this has been going on a long time up here, and there's some things that we need to work on, but we need to make slow improvements, and we have an agenda that we're trying to, to get accomplished. And we know that you were elected to do some great things. And if we all work together, we can all accomplish what we set out to do. And uh, it kind of gets them all on the bus and gets them on the team. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we have information that the people back that elected you really don't have. And once you get attuned to this information and how things work, then you can go back and explain it to the people that voted for you. Roll back the tape a few (laughs) years ago. That's exactly what happened to some people dealing with Obamacare. Oh, no doubt. No they got doubt. they got there and they said, Dave, you haven't seen the figures I've seen. And I said, well, bring them forth. Well, they told me I can't share them. <laughs> oh, well, that tells me right there, don't believe them. <laughs> you know, and a good friend of mine was on that boat. And whenever we come to the Tea Party meetings and anti-Obamacare and, and all the Tea Party meetings, and he got up there, and it wasn't long that he was voting for it. And it was like, uh, what this happened? Is, it's going to well, be so good for the state. Was he a, was, I won't say a name, but was it a, a person that suddenly started working for a hospital? It is. Okay. What a big surprise. Well, okay. It's, so it's, it's just going to be so good for the state. It's going to bring so much money to the state. Well, like, well, how, much, how much do you have to be paid to be sold out? Into, into accepting socialism. Well, what, they don't believe it? they're sold out, though, and Paul. That's what's bizarre about it. The thing it. about it is... But it's look, free money. Look it's, at the Republicans. They shut down... The time they shut down the government because the, they wouldn't cow down to the Democrats. They shut down the government. And that seems like what these Republicans that we've had have, do. They say, well, if if you give somebody a subsidy and they're, they're banking on it now and they quit their jobs and they're banking on living off the subsidies now, and you cut the subsidies they have grounds for suing the state they have grounds so if we stopped obamacare there would be thousands of people that would have grounds to sue the state and the so state would wh- be in big trouble so why do they think we can't that? stop anything because mm. of liability why so, do they think they would have grounds to sue the state over that well if if they said if you look into the to the uh if you look into the Obamacare that Arkansas signed off on, it basically is worded in a way that they have the right to health insurance. They have the right to it. And if you took the health insurance away from them, you'd take away You'd something. Taken their rights away. Their, their rights away, so That's they would have grounds to sue you. Now, now people don't have the backbone. I mean, uh, people in Arkansas... You know, I would hope for the people that are going to do the right well, things, bite the bullet, suffer the consequences. If you have to lose a few elections well, to do the right thing, just do, do the, the right thing. Do the right thing. And in the meantime, let them sue you. And when the courts say you have to pay, don't pay. What are they going to do? Are they going to come start taking state vehicles? Well, the judges cannot enforce their own their own rulings, and if the j- judges are just going to run roughshod over the state of Arkansas and tell them that you, that you have to pay these people off for for um, for so called quote unquote violating their rights for not giving them welfare programs, just 
just ignore the ruling. So yeah, this I is, think I think there's <laughs> some more to it than just ignoring a ruling. <laughs> but, but but you know this is this is the reason I sound so much like a broker in record so many times on the show when I talk about financial responsibility because you know you know my dad told me when I was a young teenager that you're not independent until you're financially independent and that's this state cannot be independent to the federal government and make sound christian decisions based on the, based on the ethics and the morals that we were raised by until we live within our means and that's a big and deal. I, it's a big i don't see it happening it's a really big deal because soon. because so many cases out there are are basically some some of the laws in arkansas are based on the fact the federal government paid off the state mm-hmm. to to pass stupid um, laws that violate our rights. And you know what? There's very few federal dollars that our state legislators don't like. <laughs> hey, money. I'm, I'm just being honest. And there's very few federal dollars that flow this way that the average Arkansas citizen doesn't like. That's exactly right. I had another highly elected official, you know, take me out of his office one day because I was having a similar conversation in the Capitol in a high, in a elected official's office, and he said, we need to go out in the hallway and talk. <laughs> so he takes me out in the hallway and says, we can't talk like that in the office in there because people will hear us having that conversation (laughs) we have to have these conversations like at lunch somewhere away from here like there was a bug in there or something and somebody was going to be talking about rejecting federal money he said basically we don't have any control over the federal money that comes into this state so that's the reason dhs is just out of bounds i mean just totally out of control now that that lady's leaving do you think they're gonna is it because did she leave because they were starting to rein them in? Well, uh, you talking about the head of DHS? Yes. Now, that lady had formerly worked. In Massachusetts. In Massachusetts to help under Romney. Romney. Under Romney. She was a lobbyist for the Denton, uh, Denton Law Firm. Uh, Denton is the biggest lobbyist in the world. They help countries go socialist, and they help mm-hmm. countries with health care. So I believe she was came here to she came here to help set up Romney Care in Arkansas and to help make socialism conservative and help rip federal money go make to make it sound right, conservative. Right, we're going to make federal money flow to private insurance companies through the state so basically you're buying off the states with federal money and you're letting the governor and the house and the senate take these billions of dollars and put them in local insurance company that's approved by the insurance commissioner so uh, so this this gets people elected we're talking about enough money here for the insurance lobbyists and the hospital lobbyists to get somebody as elected for the president of the united states so we can roll this romney care Arkansas works, you know, Obamacare, whatever you want to call it, Arkansas's form out to the nation, which it, most states have a version of it. So we're, you can take federal money, pay off Republicans, and have Republicans loving Obamacare, you know, as much as Barack Obama does. And when was the last time you heard a Republican official say anything about Obamacare? When was the last time you heard him say anything I, I, about I, it? I don't know, but the, the thing is, so some no, some, they're just starting to pay the bill now. And so, in some of the cases, it almost sounds like some of this um, Obamacare money coming back 
the insurance companies end up being like laundering organizations for campaign funds. So no doubt. Now we're talking how many years? uh, Twelve, fourteen years ago, Obamacare. When uh, Obama that went long? in, oh yeah, he served two long? terms. That's eight years. Trump four. That's twelve. Two years for Biden. That's Uh-oh. fourteen. So you know what I think I'm going to do? Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to get a hold of people that were in the legislature at that time, telling me that they could make Obamacare conservative, and have them on David and Sanders. see. Yeah, I'll, I'll call. I'll. Ask David if he'll join us. I want his name. And, and, and come on in. in. Come on in and explain to us that this has worked out the way you thought it would. They also told you, Dave, that they would take the free money. See, you had free, you know, millions of dollars free for five years. Millions of dollars. So they were bought off with some big checks. And they told Dave on Dave's show that they would cancel it after five years yep. whenever the they'd percentage get is, they'd get rid of it in five years. Didn't and, happen. And uh, anybody that would even say that, looking back at history to government programs, I don't think they were being honest. Maybe I should ask Senator Jane English to come on, because Jane English was absolutely against Obamacare really? until she was called in to the governor's office and offered all kinds of money for her pet projects that she wanted to do, which was, I think basically adult educational things. And then suddenly I, I, her I, vote went the other way. I do remember, do remember. I think she was the deciding vote on that issue. Yes, she was. Well, one time Missy Irving was the deciding yes, vote. Yes, she was. On, so Missy Irving was against it all the way until it came down to it. Until you know, she wasn't. Yeah. My, my, my friend. Well, I like to put it. If we're calling that frames, you know, my friend Joe Farrar was in the same boat. And I think Jonathan Dismain, was he not one of the authors of I it? I don't remember about that. that. I can get Jonathan on. I'm sure but, he'll but, come uh, in. But anyway, there was a group of Republicans that went. you basically went to Washington with B.B. and got, enli- got enlightened. Yeah, supposedly. They became yeah. enlightened with yeah, real information. The dark side talked to them. The, the real information that we're not, you know, we're not, you know. I haven't talked to David there. Sanders in years. I need to get David back on. He was a friend of mine. He was a conservative. Let's be honest. He was a conservative. However, on this issue, they they sold a false narrative, You I said believe. Eddie Joe Williams was against it at one yes, time. Yes, he was. You know, I never. I, that was before I got involved. Yeah, he was against it. That's when uh, he just got elected from being mayor of Cabot. Right. You know? So, no, right. It, I got to get a break in. We'll come back. We'll finish talking about this. It's important that we remember these things. Don't forget about ICU protection. Now, I've got these guys. Now, what was the mo- number one main thing to convince me to use ICU over any of the other alphabet soup agencies out there? The big one. They are the security people out at Nuke One. I'm just telling you, if you're protecting a nuclear reactor, I think you can protect my house. I don't have a nuclear reactor in my living room. Wished I did. My electric bill would be a lot cheaper, but that's not the way it is. So I called Billy Mac. Now, that got me to call Billy Mac, but what got me to sign finally and to become one of his uh, folks that uh, use his service was, he said, Dave, you're going to just pay for the service. I know that you've got X amount of door and window sensors that you need and that you want. you got 
the cameras that you want, motion detection, the analytics, you got everything. But you're not going to pay for any of that hardware. Not a penny. You just pay for the service. You know what your monthly service is going to be. That covers everything. Everything. You don't pay anything. You know, you get some of the other folks to come out, and what they'll say is, yeah, it's it's $80 a month. Now, let's say to the sensors and the cameras and all that, that's going to be a $400 check up front. You pay for that uh, piece of uh, all those pieces of equipment. Not so with folks at ICU Protection. I'm going to have Billy Mack on Thursday, so uh, be be listening for him. You'll want to hear what he has to say. He's the owner. You'll talk to him. If you call 501-205-1333 and ask to talk to Billy Mack, they'll make sure that you talk to Billy Mack. And most of everything that he does, he can do over the phone with you. That's ICU Protection, whether it's for a resident, whether it's for a business. Save money and uh, get really great service. That's ICU Protection, 501-205-1333. Okay, back with you. Between, between uh, on, uh, on Highway 5, between 2nd and Main Street, 5 runs perpendicular to 2nd Street. Mm-hmm. It can't be between it and another street. They cross. Yeah. They cross each other in one intersection. Oh, do they? Yeah. Well, there's that one intersection. Like three twenty one Second Street comes down there, uh, like the three twenty one oh, okay. bypass right there. Right. Okay. Right. Okay. Yeah. I got gotcha. you. Right. Second Street kind of curves hits. around. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It goes that big curve. Yeah. In fact, I was that way last night going mm-hmm. to my life group. All right. So anyway, uh, listen closely to how this all came about during BB. B.B. sold you on the fact that he wasn't sure whether he wanted Obamacare or not. I dispelled that on my show on the day he was holding the press conference where he was saying that. When I was given a letter from a member of his staff that was uh, sent to the head of uh, uh, Human Services, Health and Human Services, Sibelius, who was the head of the department at that time. And it was a letter from Governor Beebe saying he wanted to be the first state in the union mm. to be promoting Obamacare but or he, the Affordable was, Care Act. But his official stance that he wasn't sure if he wanted it. That's correct. Oh. Well, that's mm. exactly correct. He wasn't happy that I was reading that letter while he was telling the media <laughs> something entire, and the people of Arkansas something entirely different. And then I heard while we were you know talking this battle. Uh, from people saying, yeah, we're going to do it, but we're going to do it more conservative. We're going to do it. It's going to be Obamacare, conservative Obamacare. No, it wasn't. I kept asking them one question. Whose name is everybody using? Obama. Why? He's the president. You'll do it the way he says to do it. And what ended, what ended up happening was, I think you ended up with a lot of Republicans who were snookered into becoming more socialist. Not just more socialist, big-time mm-hmm. socialist. And i got to believe some of them now, looking back in hindsight, which is always 2020, I, I guarantee you that's, that's the truth, uh, now wish perhaps they had stood against it and not 
voted for it. Maybe I, well, I, I don't. I don't know what to think about. Or, it. Do, you, I don't do you think I'm wrong? Well, most of them got good jobs. I mean, if you look at some of the people that carry the water, I mean, there has to be a history. Uh, uh, kind of a somebody that I've known for a long time and knew his family well, Jeremy Gillum. Remember Jerry oh, Gillum? I remember Jerry. Uh, he was well. Speaker of the House, and uh, he carried the water for the governor and did a good job and, and kept the house. He's in over line. at UCA now, right? Yeah, right, right. And there's other ones. I think who was the other banker that was in there that was a senator, and now he got a. A job at a bank when he got out. Uh, I don't remember. I know I Davey remember. Carter. That's who I was thinking okay. of. Davey Carter. I thought D- Carter and Dismain worked together on it. I may be wrong. Correct me. Somebody can call and correct me. I'm wrong, but I know Davey Carter was in on it. and uh, He was the one that got up in the House and said that uh, this did not pass, but we're going to run it until it passes and we have the means to make sure that it happens so if you have a need or something you want to accomplish just give me a call because we're going to make sure that this happens and that was the funding of the uh, arkansas work so let me just say and sure enough he was right it's easy to get snookered by these people at times i got snookered by davy carter i really did i had several meetings with him and talked about uh this issue and was told that under no circumstances would they, you know, make it the law uh, if it didn't come out in uh, Arkansas's favor. And bottom line, they did. They did make it law. And it is not in our favor now. We're paying a lot of money and be glad that we've got those surpluses because if we didn't, we'd still be on the hook for that money and not have it to pay it. That's that's where we're at now. Mm. Right now, you think you know they think they're they're great because uh, you know they're 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 fat, and dumb, and happy. Uh, the fat and the dumb and the happy can go away real quick uh, if we have a bad b- downturn in well, this in with, this country. With all the um, the inflation um, corrections going on with the Fed, we we're able to see some of that. I agree. We get a recession and just hang for, on. Just well, for everybody's information, fasten again. your seatbelt, as they you say. Know, uh, Arkansas Works, it was the new name they come up with, basically, was it Affordable Care Act? Yeah. Affordable Care Act was Arkansas Works. It On January the 1st, Arkansas Works was replaced by Arkansas Health and Opportunity for Me Program, or AR Home. AR Home will continue to offer the same coverage as Arkansas Works. All right. We got to take a break. We got more to say today. Uh, don't forget, 9 o'clock, Judge Carnahan's going to be here. We're going to talk to him about the Supreme Court. That's all coming up next on the Dave Ellswick Show. Let's get back to it here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Given, you know, during the last segment, we're giving you a little bit of history. And here's why uh, on my show we can give you that history. Because 
I was on the air when that was all going down, and we were talking about it, and I was asking questions, and we were getting answers that I didn't like, and it was really very interesting. And you go, but Dave, that was 14 years ago. I've been here for 23. It brought, it brought, it's the reason I'm on the show right now. Yeah, I mean, it brought me out of of running my business to to, uh, to getting office. involved in politics and running for office because it was going to double. I can see that it was going to double the the health care. My guys were going to be working out in the heat to pay at for everybody point, else's insurance. At that point, now it's more than doubled now. Yeah, it just keeps getting bigger and bigger. And I want you to start paying attention because I've been seeing these stories, and I'm seeing the the. The, the local TV stations doing them. And they're not asking questions. They're just regurgitating what the, what the rural hospitals are telling them. That they're, they're you know, we got to get more money into the rural hospitals. Blah, blah, blah. Man, they've gotten millions and hundreds of millions of dollars. And they still, they still say that they need more money. Uh, it it's got sounds like the highway department. Yeah, it's got to well, stop someplace. I think part of the problem is that when you when you dump a whole lot of extra um, demand on the system, and there's not any more supply or not appreciably more supply, that it, things can just go out of control. And so before we had people that that pricing would say, you know what, you know this little ache in my back, I think I'll just deal with it because I don't want to go and pay. $1,500 to go have it um, fixed mm-hmm. or checked out. And so they just deal with it. Whereas, you know, now they are now they have free um, government health care. It's like, well, I'll get this fixed. It didn't cost me anything. Well, but that that there you got a situation where maybe the person doesn't know what it is. Okay, so it is. I, I understand sure. that they would go. I'm What you're saying is that a person has a cold. Sure. And they know that they've got a cold. Mm-hmm. But they go see the doctor about their cold, as opposed to they as don't opposed want to, spend to just living, bucks, right. just living with the right. cold right. like you used to. And right. they're well, going to the well, emergency room well, instead yeah, of making an appointment. Right. That's well, so right. I, I'll give you a personal. I'll give you a personal example. I, I, one of my knees is is kind of messed up right now. It's been messed up for probably six months. And I keep telling you, you you don't need to get on your knees before me before we do the show. <laughs> hey. But but the th- but the thing is that that. So I, I've got insurance, but it's uh, but I don't it's, it's a five thousand dollar deductible, and so anything I go to the doctor for, I have to go pay. Well, you're for. lucky. That's low, right? Well, the thing is, though, but I don't I don't use I don't use my medical. That's stuff. not insurance. So, so it's <laughs> I agree. So it's um, so if I want to have it checked out, I've got to pay for it right out of my out of my pocket. And um, but if you know if I had um, Obamacare where everything I did was free, or maybe only a twenty dollar deduct or twenty dollar copay or something like that, yeah, I might go. Go go to the doctor, have it X-rayed, and have it checked out, and maybe have major knee surgery or something like that to get it fixed, because it doesn't cost me anything hardly. But as it as it stands right now, I, it might cost me a thousand dollars to have it checked. You out. You have all kinds of rental units. You're you're one of those greedy yeah, business I, I people guess, out there. I guess so. you got all kinds of money, Paul. I, I guess so. <laughs> and, uh, and, and and so that I, I guess I should just waste it on um, paying medical professionals, or quote unquote professionals. Um, and so the thing is that, but I, I think part of the issue is that when you've got people that no longer have a good reason to stay home and just deal with their problems, they'll go to the doctor for, for, for frivolous, frivolous little things, and, and you drive up the, the demand for medical care. That is exactly what has happened in many states. 
that are sanctuary states mm. that have let uh, illegals flood their state. California's a perfect example. You get down in San Diego, those areas close to the border, they don't have emergency rooms anymore. Because they you, went broke. Wow. Because so many illegals were using if them. If there's no way to force people to pay for the services they're they're given, then yeah, yeah. Well, they're paid, but they're paid less, and they're paid by us. Mm. <laughs> That's well, the way it, it works. If it's not pay, if it's not sufficient, then it's it, yeah. It's yeah, then still, they just quit doing it. One of the things they did, the electric elected officials were see before Obamacare, hospitals would get tax credits for. What they call like disproportionate I'm with care. With you. So um, they would. We need uh, to go back to that. So they would. Uh, they so if they spent too much money on people that couldn't afford to pay them, they got to write it off at their taxes at the end of the year. But the people there's but there still was a barrier. They still pursued the money and they still went after them. So that was kind of like of a, a gate that kind of kept it, the flood from coming. So whenever Obamacare took away that, then then it would put the hospitals in a position to where they were going to be struggling. So that's one of the things that they use to twist the arm of the elected officials, that there's no longer this avenue for hospitals to be taken care of for for care that they were giving people that couldn't afford it. So that was one of the... I don't know if you'd call that blackmail or what exactly you would call that, but that was one of the arguments that for the people that had to vote for it. And you know as well as I do, R.G., and Paul, you know this as well. If you start giving money to somebody, they, they get used to they, getting that money. They think they're entitled and, to And they, they add it into their just normal living expenses. And then if you say, we got to cut back this money, mm-hmm. suddenly, suddenly... They don't want to give that money up. No, don't want no. to give it up at all. That, that's 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 one of the big problems with a lot of these things, that people come to think that these social welfare programs are something they have a right to. It's like, <clears throat> so if if you give your neighbor, um, let's say you invite your neighbor over for, for steak every Friday night, and you do that for six months, and all of a sudden, you can't, you can't afford, afford you can't steak afford steak anymore. anymore. And your neighbor comes over Friday night, and it's like, "Where's my steak?" Mm-hmm. And then they and then they get all mad at you and right. start start saying nasty <laughs> things to you, right? Well. And, and they, they they think for some reason that they that now they're entitled to that steak, and so mm-hmm. what do they do? They come some, start rummaging through your freezer. Yeah, we had a delivery driver for Walmart that brings us our food out to to uh, to Sunny's. We keep some food around there in case somebody doesn't have lunch so mm-hmm. uh they were bringing our, some of our supplies out to sunny's auto salvage and they were talking about this they said i deliver food to people that have that are on the the welfare program whatever you want to call it mm-hmm. now which i know there's people in need at times but it's being abused and she said they are getting truckloads of stuff that I can't afford to buy for my family wow. and my family. And But she said the bad thing is w- what prompted the conversation is she was taking pictures of what she delivered us. We said, well, why are you taking pictures of it to now? She, she said, well, it. exactly. A lot of the people that were getting the stuff for free were calling in and saying well, that they, uh, they never received it. So uh, 
uh, they were they were having to deliver to them twice. Mm. So now they're taking pictures of stuff to make mm-hmm. sure that. But it prompted the conversation just from yeah, the I've fact seen. that uh, the system was being abused from the way it was intended right. uh, because uh, well, you got, you got her pe- taking pictures. She well, see, that's told the us. reason they went to an EBT card instead of having you know the fake money they used to give for food stamps and things because when those people were standing in front of you and buying what they said were staples uh, and they weren't they were things that you'd like to be able to feed your own family, but and couldn't. It was, it was but a lot they easier were able for to. us to see that. Well, that's those people exactly are using right. Food stamps, and they're buying, and they're buying ribeyes. Well, and they said there. that they wanted to take the stigma off. Right. You there remember the candy stig- law that there's, was out there that year? The that was and Mary Bentley. <laughs> Mary Bentley. Yeah, no, and that, I, I backed her on there that. There should be a stigma on on receiving oh. welfare. If the well. government gives you money for food. And they're using taxpayer money to do it. I think that you as a taxpayer have every right to feel feel that the government is going to make sure that it's staples people are getting and not special treatment. It was yeah. called commodities back in the day. Well, no, com- it, yeah, yeah. People got big chunks of cheese and got, stuff. People got Beans. stuff. Right. And so, so not the, for all four you know, helping people, but a lot of what we've done is taken our responsibilities as neighbors and Christians and, and people that go to church, uh, our personal responsibilities that we have taken care of our community and the people in our community and turned it over to the federal government. Well, and, and if you're, if you're going to help somebody. In many cases, the federal government steps in and says, well, we're going to do it. You stop. Yeah, we're going to take well, your and, money. And, and you don't have the, the money to do it. Some, yeah. of the, some of the best ways to help people are actually self-sustaining. Like, come out here and sweep, the, sweep my shop floor and I'll feed you. But, you know, if, you, if, you, if Artie Hopper does something like that, the federal government is liable to come in and say, well, you've got to pay workers' comp on this guy. You've got to withhold taxes for the labor that, that you're feeding him for. And, and, so, and, and, and you're paying him because you're giving him food sure. with his worth X amount of dollars. Right. So you have to, you have, he, has to, he might have That's to pay. That's against the law. That'd be against the law right there. Right. And so, and so you've, got, you've got things that, you know, maybe, maybe you've got a, a business owner that's kind of struggling. He could use a little help, but he really can't afford to pay wages. But he could say, you know what, I've got this corner in the back of the shop. You can sleep at night. And um, and I'll feed you every day, and I'll provide you some clothing. Wow. And, and, the, and the thing is that that might cost a shop owner a few hundred dollars a month, and he can afford that, but he can't afford to to um, provide all the taxes and the um, workers' comp and wherever else. And so the other option for this for this guy who who would like to have that opportunity is to just be homeless. You know, there was a lot of stories. When I came into to the automotive business, there was a lot of World War II veterans still that in the business. Exactly that and sort there of were thing. a lot of uh, Depression-era yeah. people still in the industry. And I hold s- several stories where teenagers were told they had to leave home and make a way for themselves because the family couldn't feed no, them yeah. any longer. Yeah. And they went to businesses, and businesses took them in, taught them a trade, and gave them a place to live. <laughs> and they later became business owners in the industry that they were taught in. I have several people that I know, and then we'll, we got to get a break here. And when they turned 18... Their fathers took them and dropped them off on the street corner and said, you're on your own. Sink or swim. There was a lot of 13s 
13 year olds and 14 year olds uh, uh, my wife had had a uncle that you know when he turned 13 or 14 they said you you need to go out and fend for yourself mm-hmm. because we we've got we enough children the children so and he went out he went out and did it but you know it's just it's just maddening though that essentially dealing with those situations in a productive meaningful way is essentially illegal now but people took them in and yeah no people and it's, took them in. And it's reason i'll tell you paul that some of the reason that that went away is because some people took advantage i'm sure of they it. did i'm sure they and did. it only takes a few people to ruin it for everybody right. you watch the movie that sea biscuit the the, the yeah. rider in the movie his parents much did him the same way mm-hmm. they couldn't feed him and uh, so he he, he had to find his own path. Yeah, he became a jockey. So. He was a he was a mucker, as they say, in yeah. the business. He, he cleaned out the horse manure. All right, let's take a quick break. Seven nineteen here on the Dave Ellswick Show, and uh, don't forget about Pat Davis. The fifteenth. What we're past the fifteenth now. What is today? Seventeenth. Okay, so on the fifteenth, it started sign up time for health insurance again. So this time, do yourself a favor and call Pat. And let him save you some money, like save you 30 to 50% on your health insurance. That's some real money. You add that up over 12 months. Now, I know Biden wouldn't do it, all right? He wouldn't, <laughs> he wouldn't look from January to December. He'd look from January to February or whatever. Just, yeah. Well, that's just a little bit. Why would you do that? Well, because when you add it up over the course of the year, it's a lot of money usually. So uh, do the uh, do it the right way. Get a hold of Pat Davis. Let him save you thirty to fifty. Think about this: perfect health plan for a self-employed individual. A health plan that, if you're conservative, you don't pay for a bunch of stuff that you're never going to use. Like if you're some guy, you're not going to have to pay for maternity stuff. Uh, it's actual insurance, not a share plan. You can choose any provider in the nation uh, and uh, use this uh, pr- product that Pat has. And uh, there's no co-pays. You're going to, you know, reduce the deductibles and that excess money that goes out, you know, between maybe your insurance is paying more for something than what the hospital's charging for something. You just go back to the insurance company. Not anymore. It goes to you. Here's the number to call. You call Pat at 501-605-605. 6935, 501 605 6935, or visit him online, com. Back with you. All right, I want to turn over to RD. I gave him a story today. He took some time to take a look at it. Uh, if you're, I have been saying this all along that the the polling numbers that you've been seeing and how close all these races are, suddenly. Maybe they're not as close as they were. All right. I mean, just a just a week and a half ago, the generic poll said that Republicans and Democrats were virtually in a dead heat. And I look at at uh, where our uh, economy is in. I look at gas prices. I I'm, I'm looking at all types of things, and I'm saying, how on earth is this possible? That's right. I look at that and I go, I can tell you. I don't know who they're talking about, but they're getting BS'd. They're big time getting sandbagged. And now that we're getting close to the election, I mean, early voting starts next Monday here in Arkansas. Wow. Uh, you got to know that uh, 
people who said, well, I don't know how I'm going to vote, suddenly know how they're going to vote. <laughs> and the uh, the chickens are coming home to roost for the Republican Party. They went from it being, I think, about 6% or 5% difference uh, between the two parties to now it's double figures. It's up to 12%. Wow. And that that gives me a lot of a lot of hope. Go ahead, RD. You got you well, got just, specifics. Yeah, when I looked through the polls that you gave me, one thing that I saw is that Republican voters are eighty five percent likely to vote for Republican candidates. Go out and vote. Yeah, yeah, go out and vote for Republican candidates in office. And the Democrats were higher than that before. And now eighty two percent of Democrats feel enthused about going and voting for uh, for the. The Democrat voters, mm-hmm. so uh, the Republicans are more enthused about the upcoming election than the Democrats are who they have to vote for. Another thing that it said in here that the uh, the people that are not registered either way are are more independent. Like the independents are are way up to where uh, they're much more likely the independents are more likely at this time to vote for a republican than they are a democrat because the democrats are just getting too far out on a limb too quick i I think maybe part of it is that i think the covid fear is slowing down a lot of people were scared of COVID. big time slowed down we're really scared of covid i think that's probably why um biden got elected in the first place is that so many people were just terrified of covid and they were just voting based on fear in a lot of cases. I, yeah, think. Man, so, I agree. They and, looked like the guy from uh, the movie Airplane up in the control tower where he's running around like his head hair was on fire with his hands in the air. Ah, and I, and I think, ah, that's I, I the way think, a lot of people were doing. I think that's, I think that's why um, Biden got elected last time is because people were just so terrified of covid and they were just they were just doing the hairs their hair is on fire type thing and mm-hmm. and and the fact that um ballots were mailed to people and so that people who never normally maybe a wouldn't lot have, of people wouldn't have gotten out to vote they said well this is so easy to do we'll go ahead and vote and i'm terrified anyway and so they do it do it. and not only they will did. i vote but i'll vote often but uh, maybe so <laughs> maybe yeah, so maybe some of that going on too there wasn't no there wasn't a maybe about it i and, mean and so the the the, the uh vote early and often sort of yeah thing. early and often and thing maybe, may have been a little bit of a reality factor. there and so so i i think that may be a, a big factor this time this go around because people aren't aren't quite as afraid of covid anymore or actually there's a really big difference in their their fear levels and the democrats are still nut jobs the, well, the democrat and, party and is, here's is what still just crazy the democrats laid all their cards on the table With and the, it spelled out abortion and they thought that would be enough to turn it around for them let me tell you what don't matter if the, you, you got to fight a little bit in your state for what you want as far as abortion rights go, but it starts bothering you when uh, maybe you're going to those meetings hungry because you can't afford the groceries that you got to buy, or maybe you can't go to the meeting because you can't afford to gas. buy the gas that you need to get there. That's and sadly enough, that's what this poll says. It says that the uh, Republican lead is a 16 point advantage among independent voters. 16 mm-hmm. point advantage, and that the deciding factor among these voters was the economy. Well, of course it all, man. How <laughs> it's the economy. Let stupid. me tell you. Yeah, I mean, look, Bill. <laughs> Clinton understood that. 
They kept that's how they beat Bush. Mm. Well, that plus they had the Ferengi running in in the race as well. But you had you had uh, you had uh, Ross Perot, Clinton out there. Yeah, Ross Perot. You had and he looked like a Ferengi from Deep Space Nine. <laughs> the bottom line is that Clinton kept saying it's the economy, stupid. People want to be able to feed their families. What what's so you know hard to understand about that? But it's it's not the federal's you know it's just not the federal government's job when you come back to you come back to our health care and you come yeah. back to to uh, the lie that we're telling everybody about you know the Chinese flu is that uh, the government can solve it. All right, got to take a break. We'll come back after Bill O'Reilly. It's the Dave Ellswick Show on a Monday. A lot of good talk today here on 101.1 FM, The Answer. We've talked about the two main issues that I really wanted to get into today. And uh, talking about. let's talk about President Biden. Would you like to talk about President Biden? By the way, 9 He's o'clock, Car- uh, Carnahan's going to be here. Judge Carnahan's going to be here. And he's over uh, from Faulkner County, Mm -hmm. and he'll be sitting in studio with me today, and we're going to talk to him about his run for the Supreme Court uh, against Robin Wynn. I highly recommend that you vote for Judge Carnahan. I will be voting. I'll be voting for him. Yeah, donate money if you can. Yeah, I mean, elections take money, and he can't come out and say he's a Republican or whatever. He's got to get the message out. Did you see the – have you seen the ad now? It says, Carnahan conservative win liberal. (laughs) And it's true. It's true. And he wants you to think that he's a woman. A lot of people don't understand that his first name is Robin. And they think that's a woman. No, it's not. He's, it's a he unless he's, you know, trans. I saw his first ad on TV. I've been seeing a lot. The people that are going to vote for for him is mm-hmm. going to be the the never Trumpers. Oh, sure. So the Democrats. And how stupid is that, you idiots? Because I mean, because Sarah is so so tied to Donald Trump. No, oh, yeah, which is going to get They're her elected. Curtis that was is going to get her elected, but the non-Trump voters will show up vote to for vote Curtis. for the other side. Right? Yeah, they vote for Curtis. That's who they vote for. And I'm not saying Curtis is a bad guy. I've no. talked to him and had him on. I just totally disagree with his policies. Right. Totally. The governor. The government is not the answer. No, it is basically. Not. Uh, and, That's your fundamental decision. Judges are not supposed to be policymakers. Okay, so I want to read this from the Hill. The Hill is not, in any way, a conservative publication. <laughs> All right, it is not. All right, political, a little conservative, but not very much. All right, so just know that those two newspapers that you hear about out of the Capitol are liberal. Uh, Joe Biden. Facing the wrath of uh, conservatives after he was caught on camera telling a reporter in Portland. And let me just say, we we just talked about the uh, polls. Why is Biden up in Portland shoring up support? That is a so, that has been solidly blue forever. Why, why, all right. Why and, wouldn't that be a foregone? Because conclusion? the governor's race is dead heat right now. Mm. The Republican wow. is is may People, they may have like the first Republican governor for forever. These people tired of riots and people burning. Yeah, I guess the, so. The streets and not feeling safe in their own homes. You know what else is a, a toss up now? New York governor race has been rated oh, wow. a toss up now. 
I'm just people are tired of the crime. They're tired of the inflation. They're tired of a lot of stuff here. The illegal immigration, the border crisis that we got going on. They're tired of it. You know, New York, northern New York is as conservative as Arkansas is, but, you know, they just hadn't figured out a way to get New York City to well, secede from the Illinois. state. Now, look, <laughs> Illinois is the same way. Chicago's you there get today. out of Cook County, it becomes progressively more conservative. But you got so many people, six million, that live in Chicago that they can control the state. It's like a landfill yeah, that's stinking a sad, out the rest of the state. That's a sad thing. All right. Anyway, Joe Biden facing the wrath of conservatives after he was caught on camera telling a reporter in Portland that the economy is as strong as hell. I thought it felt kind of hot. Uh, anyway, uh, while, while looking away at a Baskin-Robbins ice cream cone, the president appeared unbothered by the country's 8.2% inflation rate and warnings of a looming recession as he was asked about the U.S. financial situation in an Oregon ice cream parlor Saturday. Town Hall reporting that President Biden is under the impression that the American economy is booming. The fundamentals uh, fundamentals couldn't be more robust. It's as strong as hell, the president said, while uh, munching on ice cream at a Portland Baskin-Robbins, which only adds to the senality of his administration. As Democrats in swing districts breathe sighs of relief, that uh, Biden avoided them on the campaign trail, they got a brutal reminder that whatever asinine remarks barred, uh, came barrel out of uh, Biden's mouth are just as damaging to their slim reelection chances. Here's what people are finally kind of putting together, that Biden couldn't get any of this done unless Congress allowed him to. And they're starting to understand that and now they're saying, well, who voted for all of this? Democrats. Democrats did. They're the ones who are all behind all of this. They've, they've voted lockstep with this man. And uh, you've got to make up your mind. Is that what you believe or isn't it what you believe? Uh, Town Hall also, or Twitter, said, in wokeness, Biden, while eating ice cream, the economy is strong as hell. And then uh, Guy Benson said... Uh, the president breezily saying this while eating ice cream. You know, it's, it's, it's not the truth. It's kind of like Nancy Pelosi a few months ago talking about this kind of stuff, st- sitting in front of her $6,000 refrigerator freezer eating ice cream. Hagen does well, or like, something. Like a, like a let them eat cake type moment. Yeah, well, it was. It was a Marie Antoinette You know, it's moment. the age-old question, can you print yourself out of a recession? And if you print it. Uh, all the money in the world to to stimulate the economy, you know, do the chickens come home to and roost if, per se? And if you can, so which one do you well, believe? Even if you can print yourself out of any out of a, out of a recession, should you? That, that's part of the issue. Is should you do immoral things just because? Well, oh, this can make us rich. No. Well, that's part of the issue. Is that we we've been doing things that are immoral with our economy for quite some time, and we should stop. Well, you have to have a, a standard to say what moral or immoral is. <laughs> you forgot that this, the, yeah, the Democrats yeah, yeah. have no standard. Well, they have no truth to <laughs> back <laughs> up on. That, that's another problem. <laughs> that's another problem. <laughs> you've got people that to, to them organized theft is just called government. What is truth and what is the definition? That is an age-old question. Remember what Pilate said to Jesus. What is truth? 
That's well, exactly it, it is right. relevant, and, that, and that's what you need to look, you need to learn that the debate starts at def- definitions. A Virginia Democrat delegate, Elizabeth Guzman, is seeking to introduce legislation. She says, if she's elected, that would hold parents criminally liable for refusing to treat their children as a different sex from the one they were born into. The legislation with Guzman plans to introduce in Virginia upcoming legislative session would expand the definition of child abuse so that parents could be charged with a felony or maybe just a misdemeanor for refusing to honor their child's request to be treated as the opposite sex. From Breitbart, Depending on the results of that investigation, Guzman said penalties could range from misdemeanor to felony abuse charges for parents and implied a goal of damaging the reputation of these parents if they do not follow the prescribed gender ideology. Ian Pryor said, and uh, Guzman claims not to be criminalizing parents, but to be educating them and that we haven't seen any parents come against it. Wow. So, so you know, I think that may be a story that we should promote to help the Democrats, to help, help, help inform people about the Democrats and their, and their position. This is insane. She loses that, that race. Maybe it, she can run for the school board of faith. Yeah, she probably would. <laughs> Maybe so, but the, the, the reality is if, if, if that's mainstream Democrat ideology, and it seems like it's maybe going that direction. Going that direction? Maybe. Man, Man they've been no camped out about there. it. I, I'm not seeing the, crim, the criminal side of it yet. Okay, but, okay. But the thing is, though, I think that's kind of a logical conclusion, perhaps. The, the thing is that this woman's insane. She needs a straitjacket, it sounds like. I mean, she, she, she's, she's, she's off the rails. Who knows? She's probably a school teacher. But, but the, the, the thing is that that's nuts. The bottom line is, you know, with this Roe versus Wade decision in this country actually going the way that our founders meant it to be as far as being an actual republic, is going to be a further divide of the states. And a lot of states are going to have to make decisions about the federal money that they receive when it comes down to these issues that we're talking about. And states are going to have a more going to have to decide if they have a moral compass or not. And when these states get starting getting farther and farther apart, it's going to be interesting to it, watch it and see what see. happens. And, and but some, some of do the you issues, agree? Some of the yeah, I think some of the issues with the Roe v. Wade decision is you, you're going to have. Um, people crossing state lines to have abortions but one of the other issues i think we're liable to be um, facing here is that people will order abortion pills across state lines and they'll show that's already being it's already being legislated and and they'll be shipped into the state of arkansas illegally perhaps and uh, then what are we going to do with that are we we going to long term are we going to prosecute these these women for um buying the um the killer pills well, they'll leave the women alone. They'll go after the supplier. Right. But 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 will there be jurisdiction? Well, to, what, to, what to, I'm talking about, about people that's going to be decided in right. court. And There's going to be indicts from Washington. This is going to promote Washington making decisions on all these issues that we're talking about. And when these decisions come down from Washington, if we let the Democrats have Washington, then the states are going to have to choose and, and sides. Will the, will the Republicans have the nerve to say that, well, this is, this is a real interstate commerce issue? And don't let the Democrats have the courts. 
that's why you need to vote for, for Judge Carnahan. Definitely. I'm just saying. You need, we need as many conservatives on the Supreme Court here in Arkansas as we can get. You'll get to hear what Judge Carnahan has to say about that at 9 o'clock on my show. And, you know, we don't, let, we don't need any more Democrat uh, presidents picking Supreme Court justices, or th- that will be the beginning of what I'm talking well, about. I mean, you see the new Supreme Court justice. What is a woman? I don't know. I'm not, not a biologist. Well, at least she, th- at least she should have just cast. <laughs> at least she thinks it's a biological issue. Yeah. Well, at least she's right on that. Well, yeah. I mean, the next Maybe question should have been, right. is your mother a woman? I mean, yeah. that should have yeah. been the next like, question. Like, and, and she says, of course my mother's a woman. How do you know? <laughs> yeah. Because she believes. Because she believes she's a woman. See, it's what you believe yeah. that makes your sex what it is. That's what truth well, is. That, is well, a lie from the pit of hell. And, and I'm I just be- telling and, you. And I believe that I am an Iron Man winner. Yeah. Of course I'm not. That, that's All absurd. Right. But Go ahead. It's insane. All right. Let's finish up uh, and take a break and get our final break in, and then we come, we come back. We're not that far from November, Mm-mm. and people are getting anxious about November. I'll tell you why when we return here on the Dave Ellswick Show. Don't forget about Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. Guess, guess what? We're not that far from Thanksgiving, and we're not that far from, yes, Christmas. We're not that far either. I mean, look, I, the stores are layered out in Christmas trees and everything already and because they know you got to have that much time to be able to pay for this stuff. I mean, if you got teenagers and they want a PS5, you're looking at 500 uh, smackers to, to buy one of those. So uh, keep that in mind. At least I give my son credit. He called me and uh, and says, uh, here's what I want from Christmas. And I said, what, $200? You want $200? What for? He says, I'm going to pay for half of my PS5. If you'll give me $200 for Christmas, I can buy, I can buy it. And I said, done. Done. All right, we'll do it that way. Now, don't come back to me and say, well, I also need an extra controller and a game or whatever. That's not going to happen. But anyway, Hillcrest Designer Jewelry, here's what they want you to know. They want you to know that they are ready to serve you. They've got 40 years of experience. Um, They can do your repairs. That's what Eric uh, Coleman is very good at. He's got all the necessary equipment to do that. He's got all the necessary equipment to lay out, design, do impressions of everything that needs to be done for a unique creation, a handmade creation by Eric. He's got uh, jewelry services, cleaning, you know. Got to get, get your jewelry cleaned once in a while. It's amazing when you do that. And no, toothpaste is not the way to go. Uh, it will scratch to finish something terrible. Don't uh, just think about that with your teeth. Uh, Eric Coleman wants you to know he does all of that. You bring your estate jewelry in. you got someone who passed away. They left you a bunch of jewelry. Find out what it's worth. Maybe it's worth more if he melts it down and makes it into something different. Or perhaps you can trade in the gold that you have, and he'll give you a little bit more for it, so you buy something in his display cases. He's at 3000 Cavanaugh. Uh, he is open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 6. Stop in and visit with him. Now, if you... Really time-strapped, you can't call him. 501-246-3655. That's Hillcrest Designer Jewelry. All right, so I told you people are having anxieties uh, for November. Bidenflation will not only influence voters' decisions in November on the 8th. 
It also regrettably will have an effect on your Thanksgiving dinner. More than a third of Americans, according to a survey by Personal Capital, will be eating less than Thanksgiving this year, with 88% of Americans planning to eliminate at least one dish from their traditional Thanksgiving spread in an effort to save money. Uh, According to Personal Capital Survey, 25% of Americans, one out of four, are planning to skip Thanksgiving this year to save money. Hmm. All I'll say, don't even tell me I can't buy the miniature marshmallows. (laughs) (laughs) So so there's going to be a war. There will be a war. (laughs) I guarantee it. At my house, Thanksgiving is kind of a big deal. We we usually have, I don't know, 35, 40, 50 people at our house. Our our Thanksgiving is bigger than Christmas. Yeah, yeah, that that is that's that's how it is at our house too. We have a lot of family and not and, and as much money has been spent, but bottom line is everybody likes to come and, and and stuff themselves and pass out in front of the TV watching football, but during the meal having some great conversations as a family. Yeah, no, that, that's just it's kind of a big. Is your son going to be deal. here for Thanksgiving? Yeah, uh, yeah, I call and let them know we're gonna we're gonna be home for Thanksgiving. We. Tr- a lot of times we take our immediate family going on a trip for Thanksgiving That's and have right. it in Branson and, and invite all of our, uh, invite our family to come. But uh, our neighbors are coming over. We have oh, neighbors cool. that we're good friends with, and they go back home to Michigan every other year. So they're going to be home for Thanksgiving oh. this year. So we have our neighbors How over. How stupid of me. I, I've got some brand-new neighbors. That's a great way. To uh, I'm going to go over and invite them to Thanksgiving. So yeah, so we've got neighbors we do that with, and we have a good time, and Mm -hmm. and uh, and it's we invite different people in town that we know that are single and and don't have friends over. One of my friends, Steve Inman, moved to live with his daughter to get better care. Okay, so he won't be able to be with us this year, but we're doing that at home this year, and of course, I expect our sons to come in unless you know one of them has a a new girlfriend or something that they need to go to the girlfriend. a girlfriend with them. So do, do you do it? Do you do it on Thanksgiving or on Saturday or? Uh, we do it uh, on Thanksgiving. We do it whenever Jennifer says. When, when they have it on, yeah, I think we we'll, we'll probably have it on we'll probably have it on Saturday this year. That's but good. It's, but it's what my wife said. Spoken like a true husband. That's a smart husband. Let's just put it that way. There's a lot of things like that. So do you bake your turkey or do you deep fry it? Oh, we bake it. Yeah, I bake it as well. Although the last two years, I have not had turkey. We've had prime rib. And, man, that, that's what my neighbor brings. My neighbor next door. It's very successful. I bet it is successful. I bet, I, bet, I, bet your, um, I bet your your return rate's pretty good. Uh, well, way. here is what I do. <laughs> I, I am the one who, who cooks at my household. Mm-hmm. All right. And I got tired of, you know, cooking i really did so now i buy mine from kroger they do a really good job pre-cook the primary yeah they oh, they, wow. they they do all well it's not really pre-cooked but uh you gotta you gotta put it in the oven it's and whatnot pre- it's prepared but it comes with the green ba- bean casserole it comes with the sweet potato casserole it comes with all mm. of that stuff oh. and i tried it one year and said let's see what it's like and you know what their their cooking is almost as good as mine we usually we usually do uh, like a turkey breast for the people that think they have turkey. So we usually do a turkey breast 
in the last few years and then do do ham so we'll have a turkey breast and and some ham and uh, our neighbor will bring prime rib whenever well, she comes over the prestons will come over and i do would that. i would kind of get into a little taco bell pizza <laughs> I like those Taco Bell pizzas. Bring that. I'd be happy with that. You know, It's a time that you can sit and think a little bit about how thankful you should be that you live in this great country of ours. I mean, seriously. And there's not a lot of people who get to sit down, for most of us, uh, that sit down at the meal that we do. It's a banquet that most medieval kings would have been proud to lay out in front of their subjects. I think of that a lot when I go to the refrigerator and you've got grape juice, orange juice, milk, you've got vegetables, you've got fruit, and you think, man, kings didn't live like that. Some of this fruit we're eating may have literally been 6,000 miles away or 8,000 miles away just a few weeks ago. It well, could have been that, just yesterday. Yeah, just, I mean, because some of the stuff is just like the bananas. We pay like fifty-five cents a pound for bananas, and where do they where do they grow in Japan or not in Japan, but um, Colombia, Vietnam, or, or, yeah. or whatever. And so they're they're literally grown many thousands of miles away, and they're cheap for us. We've got a lot to be thankful for. And, yeah. We'll and talk I, about this in November. Yeah, but you're, you're yeah, right. We, we, really do, we do eat like kings, and probably better better than many kings. In, it, in many right. We need to look at what got us here. Judge Carnahan coming up at 9. We're going to talk about your money in the next hour. R.D., thanks for coming in. It's always a pleasure. And, Paul, always a pleasure for you to come in as well. I'll be back with you at 9 with Judge Carnahan here on the Dave Ellswick Show. All right, back with you. Judge Carnahan is on his way. He's run into some traffic and uh, is having to find himself around North Little Rock from I-430 to make his way here. So uh, as soon as he arrives, he'll uh, jump on the microphone with me and we'll get our conversation under underway. Uh, I didn't get to talk about this in the first two hours of the show, so let's talk about it a little bit. Uh, Dr. Uh, Tony Fauci has announced that he would be leaving his government post as White House chief medical advisor and now is trying to rewrite history. He is trying to completely rewrite history. He's claiming innocence on the fallout from school shutdowns, namely the dramatic learning loss among K-12 students in an interview that aired yesterday. The nation's chief immunologist, who is the highest, by the way, highest paid uh, government worker out of uh, the, uh, I forget how many millions of government workers we have, but the bottom line is he makes almost a half a million dollars a year in salary. He makes a lot more than what the president makes. And uh, he denied that he had any responsibility in driving the public health consensus that schools should have discontinued in-person instruction for many months on end as a COVID-19 mitigation measure. As late as September of 2020, 
Fauci recommended that schools only open back up once the virus is, quote, under control. Now, that's what he said at the time to CNN. Uh, Republican National uh, Committee research says, quote, was it a mistake to see schools closed as long as they were? Fauci, I had nothing to do with it. Now, maybe he wasn't making the decision, but the information that he was uh, promoting out to the general public made them think that it was the end of the world with uh, what was going on uh, with COVID. You remember it. I remember it. It's not been that long ago. Have you totally forgotten about Fauci showing up and saying this and saying that and things that he's done? Uh, Washington Examiner on this story says, School shutdowns have come under increased criticism now. As more research has come out detailing their negative effects, mainly skyrocketing mental health issues among students and a massive decline in learning. Hey, the loss that we had with students in math, we've never seen that kind of a loss in math before. Reading, 7% loss. 7%. Recent studies have shown uh, you know the, this this different uh, material uh, that has happened and different uh, things that occurred. Let me find the rest of my story here. I had it in front of me. Students have suffered the largest loss in learning in over thirty years due to COVID nineteen related school shutdowns. Now. You want to hear about somebody else that's trying to rewrite history? Weingartner, the head of the teachers' union. She says, I didn't tell anybody to shut down. Oh, please, stop. Stop. Now, that 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 is beyond even a lie. That's a, that's a big time. That's not a white lie, a little lie. That's a bald-faced lie. You know, that... Uh, the teachers' unions were doing everything they could not to get their schools back open again. And now Weingartner saying that, you know, she's not responsible for that in any way, shape, or home, uh, or, you know, any way or shape of it as far as this goes. The same thing with Fauci. Uh, BS. Pure BS. I mean, Fauci, I'm, here's what you're gonna, what's going to happen with Fauci. He's going to end up on a bunch of pharma boards. That's what he's going to end up on. He was making money through Big Pharma as it was, and uh, he's going to make more money over Big Pharma as well. That's just, just it's gonna, it's, it is going uh, to happen. It will happen. All right, uh, they're going to have a press conference tomorrow uh, on uh, at uh, 11 a.m. dealing with re- the religious liberty amendment. Uh, we didn't talk about that today, but there are people wondering if the religious liberty amendment, if passed, won't cause confusion uh, if we end up with the uh, 
in front of if in front of courts and and things of that nature so um you know i'm, I'm looking at uh, that i think i will go to that so that i can hear what they're what they're saying as far as um that goes i mean I, i've had jerry cox on about it uh the, the questions are uh that it's that it's already strong enough in our state constitution. I understand Jerry Cox's consternation and and worry that judges can cause a problem. That's why I'm having Judge Carnahan on today about running for the Supreme Court and trying and hopefully getting you to vote for him so that uh, he'll be on the Supreme Court and we'll have another conservative on the Supreme Court so that we don't run into problems. Uh, with religious liberty. But, uh, yeah, I'll go to that meeting tomorrow. I'll make sure that I'm there. I'll take uh, take a recorder with me, and maybe I can record some of it, and we can play it back for you on on the show. All right, we got to get a break in. Let's get our first break in. Uh, Judge Carnahan should be getting here fairly soon and uh, here in the studio and, and ready to discuss about things. Uh, PI Roofing wants you to know that they are the best when it comes to putting a roof on your home. But you know what they're also good on? They're good on construction. They can construct uh, whatever you need at your house. And PI Roofing has the people that can do it for you. Other people that can uh, help you out over PI Roofing, put windows in, gutters on, all kinds of stuff. They they are a one-stop shop now as far as uh, your home is concerned. So if you're like me, you have them put your, your, roo- your roof on. Uh, and I was worried this weekend because they kept talking about inch and a quarter uh, hail falling. And I was thinking, am I going to end up having to call somebody and tell them I need another roof? I'm sure my insurance company won't like that. But, uh, you know, if it had happened, it would have happened. We didn't have the, the hail that they were saying, at least in my area. And I'm glad for it. I'm, I'm, I'm happy that I don't have that. But if you want a roof, you call PI Roofing. If you need construction around your home, call PI Roofing and talk to them about it. You want windows, siding, gutters? Talk to PI Roofing about it. All you got to do is call them, 501-707-3115, or visit them online, piroofing.com. All right, back with you, Dave Ellswick Show. Judge Carnahan is here. Hello. Sorry for the delay. No, that's all right. You got, you know, Chris, I know, I know what traffic is like around. I mean, there's like only three ways to get downtown. And if you block up a couple of them, yeah, you got real problems to get around. Well, it, I, it was old times. I used to have to cut down through Pershing to get to my job at the Arkansas Pharmacy Board when I was general counsel down there. So it's kind of a trip down memory lane, but it was a hurried trip down memory <laughs> yeah, lane. Yeah, I got you. I got you. Well, it's good to have you here. I'm glad you're here because we need more conservatives on the Arkansas Supreme Court. I think you would be a fantastic addition, addition to it. I said uh, – during the primary, I didn't get involved in it. Let the people decide who they wanted to basically run. There were two very good conservatives running, you being one. The other was uh, Sterling, David Sterling. He lost. He was the third man out, so to speak. Mm-hmm. And uh, so I want to make sure all the people who voted for David Sterling vote for you. Because if you had your votes and his votes, you beat Robin Wynn. I, I, well, that's what the math says, and um, I know uh, I appreciate David. Uh, I guess the day after the primary, getting out and endorsing me, and um, we we had 
both talked about doing that, and he was a man of his word, and I appreciate that. But I, I'm encouraged by the lay of the land right now. I think people in Arkansas want a conservative justice, and I hope they know that Chris Carnahan is that, mm-hmm. and Justice Wynn. Maybe Isn't that? He, he's just not that. So. Okay, let's talk about that. Okay. Give me some of his liberal pedigree. Do you have some of it? Well, I mean, you know, we've both been involved in politics. I on the Republican side when I was executive director of the Republican Party. He's a former Democrat state lawmaker. Uh, we've both been uh, uh, prosecutors, deputy prosecutors in different counties. Uh, we've both been district judges. Uh, he and I talked talk briefly about that at one time. And um, uh, he, he, of course, has been on the Arkansas Court of Appeals before he was on the uh, um, Arkansas Supreme Court. But you know, there's definitely a more uh, public policy-driven jurisprudence, at least the way I see it, than what I, on his behalf than what I think I would offer. I, I'm, my, my, my belief in what a judge should do isn't to get involved in public policy debates. In other words... The things that get the hot-button issues that the legislature wants to debate, they need to stay in the legislature. And I'm not some kind of super legislator who needs to say it's my will of what should be. Mm-hmm. Unless there's a constitutional violation or someone's acting with outside the scope of their authority. Um, and so I, I think there's just, there's just a big difference in that. You've seen it in his opinions on um, a number of different things. Uh, of course, criminal justice... Uh, the, the, the roadblocks that the Supreme Court has tried to put up, uh, at least the liberal block that I see, towards the judicious use of the death penalty. Not the willy-nilly use or anything like that, but there's always a shifting ground or the refusal to infor- make circuit judges uh, go forward with their cases. Uh, some of that needs to be addressed, I think. Yeah, a good, good example of that, and for people to understand, is what happened in Florida just last yeah. week with the shooter at the school that killed 17 people. And uh, when you're a juror in a capital murder case, you're asked about the death penalty. Mm-hmm. And can you, can you uh, in good conscience, say, yes, this person should be put to death, and everybody has to answer that question? Well, three people evidently didn't answer the question truthfully because they were, the, 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 the juror, uh, the head juror, uh, made the statement that there were two people at least that said, I won't vote for death penalty for any reason. I would think that that should be – they should have been thrown off the jury immediately. Well, that, that's why both the prosecution and the defense and the court can too, you know, exercise strikes to uh, to excuse, excuse people from their service. But as with everything in our society, and part of the problems we're having, not just here in the state but nationwide is – People are redefining the truth to fit their own personal desires and needs of the moment. That's why and it's so important to know what the truth is. That, that, that's exactly, or to know what a woman is. Yeah, okay. I mean, we we Thank have you. a Supreme Court justice who can't give a definition of what a woman is. Because she's not a biologist. Well, I'm, I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I read a biology book 30 years ago in college, but that's not what I, I am either. But I can tell you what a woman is. Yeah. It's pretty simple. Um, but redefining truth and people not being truthful in their answers not only does it hurt justice and wind up for injustices to happen but it it winds up not allowing us to operate our society equitably and it, you know justice win he's got the classic case of having 60 years of three different guys lives spent in the Arkansas Department of Correction because he was un, untrustworthy he he destroyed evidence 
uh, in their in their case when he was a prosecutor. Didn't turn over evidence. Oh, to, stop. Explain yeah. this to well, us. Well, I mean, it's uh, Jimerson or Brown are the two defendants who've been released um, after serving 20 years. But there was a horrible sexual assault and murder in Fordyce. Um, uh, 78, 80-year-old lady. I don't want to bring up her name because of the family, but um, they they basically went out. The, the sheriff's office there rounded up the usual suspects, which included people who had nothing to do with the murder. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, the guy who did it was one of the four people they accused of it. And subsequently, he, he signed a confession and or, or admitted to it. I don't know if he signed a confession, but the... Um, um, what happened in the case was there was a, a CI confidential informant run into a jail cell uh, after they arrested these guys, and that tape got lost. But more important than that, Justice Wynn, Robin Wynn, well, what he said was uh, there was no CI used in this case. There was no recordings of this case ever made. He certified that to the public defender, who apparently would have done their job it would have affected the outcome of how they would have prepared right. for the case. Certified that to the court as well in his discovery responses. And so the result was three guys that had to wait for DNA evidence to clear them and say they weren't the, the contributors to uh, the, the, the incident. And, um, you know, they lost 20 years of their lives. 20 years of their lives each. And to this date... There's been no sanction against Justice Wynn for this unethical, improper, and immoral behavior. Uh, and it's going to be up to the voters of Arkansas uh, on or before November 8th to decide whether or not that kind of behavior merits a second term on the Arkansas Supreme Court. Why do I have to wait to have you on the air to even hear about this story? Um, you'll, you'll have to ask about the news outlets and, and how, they, how they do their jobs and what their reporting is. I know they listen to the show. You got a story. What are you I mean, going to do with it? You know, here, here's the deal: as a as a prosecutor or as an attorney, in the discovery process, you've got to give over everything that's relevant to a case. It doesn't matter. Um, but according to the sheriff in Dallas County, he, he said, "Well, just you know, Robin Wynn decided that it wouldn't be admissible, so we didn't have to produce it." <laughs> okay, interesting. And that's the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals and Justice Car- or Judge Karen Baker on the Federal District Court here in Little Rock's. Uh, determination. Those aren't my words. Those are their words. Um, of course, you know, uh, Judge Baker's an Obama appointee. The other judges, they had no no relation to the state whatsoever. Um, but Justice Wynn, he did it. And to this day, he's not said he's sorry. He's not, uh, to my knowledge, asked uh, a, a governor for a pardon. He's not asked any of the, the parole boards over the subsequent years uh, to try to do anything they can. Um, so we'll just have to see. So they got their man, but they got how many other guys? Well, they they got three other guys. Yeah. And, I mean, it's the worst of old-time Southern politics. I'm not going to go into the language that was used in the investigation that they wanted to get these guys. Mm-hmm. You can imagine what it is, and um, but it's uh, it was the worst of old-time Southern justice, which sometimes wasn't justice at all. Yeah, absolutely. 926 on a uh, Monday. Our guest, Judge uh, Chris Carnahan, he wants to be a Supreme Court justice uh, for you here in the state of Arkansas. I think that you couldn't do any better between these two men than to vote for Justice Carnahan. I think that's what I'll be doing. I'll be I'll be looking uh, Monday to throw my my vote for you 
voting does start Monday. It does. It is. Uh, it is going to. Be. By the way, next Monday, just so everybody knows, uh, Steve Landers will be here on the show. So you oh, got, wow. got a big decision about the the mayoral. Uh, race that's going on here in uh, Little Rock, but he'll join me on the air. But right now, it is, uh, of course, Justice Carnahan. It's good to have him with us. When people look, you know, you can't say you're Republican. You can't say you're Democrat. There's an ad that is not yours, but it's running. Some people have dark money, they say. Uh, use that. You it's know, also that, called free speech. Yeah, that's it. I'm, and that's what I tend to <laughs> lean towards. But uh, they've got an ad out, and it talks about you. It talks about Robin Wynn, and it says you're conservative, and he's liberal. You can say that. You just can't say parties as far as And you know what? I like that. I want to hear who's the conservative and who's the liberal, because sometimes Republicans are considered to be conservatives and they're not no no so some party labels can be about belonging to a club and being in yes. the crowd um and of course I, I remember when i was executive director of the republican party back 22 years ago now um there was some of that going on people who you, at that time scratched your head and thought well why are you here well they were here because it was kind of a family legacy but their opinions were d- definitely all on the left and uh, gave aid and comfort to them um uh, from my view when I, when I was there. But I, I think you can look at my, my record as a district judge, as a circuit judge, uh, see that I follow the law. I try to not innovate from the bench. Innovation needs to happen in the legislature uh, or on our city councils, places like that. It doesn't need to happen in the courts. Yeah, they make their decisions, and then if somebody brings them up in front of you, then at that point, you, as long as they are constitutionally sound, then you have no problem with them. That's right. That's right. And, 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 I know you well enough that I know exactly <laughs> how you make your decisions. I also know criminals don't like to come before you because you don't let how you feel about them get in the way. No, I, you know, I, I try to do a lot of things that, that I'm authorized to do, like run a sobriety court, and, and we believe in second chances. I do. Yes. And there are some things that I wish weren't illegal that the legislature's done and some things like that. I don't let that get in the way of me doing my job because it's not my decision to do that. My decision is to say, was the law followed? Was this contract adhered to? And go from there. All right. Hold your thoughts. We'll pick it up on the other side of the break. That's coming up right now on the Dave Ellswick Show. If you just join me, I got Judge uh, Chris Carnahan on, and he wants to be a Supreme Court justice. You will make that decision uh, November 8th. You can start making that decision on October 24th. Early voting begins. I will vote early this year. I typically try to get closer uh, to the election because you just never know what might pop up as far as a candidate's concerned. I know what's going to pop up with, with the judge here that he's a superior jurist. He's done a great job in the position that he is and that we need another conservative on the Supreme Court, and he's the man to fill that position. So you got my vote, Judge. Well, thank you very much. Just so you know that. And I need all your listeners' votes, too. Yes. Yeah. If you voted for David Sterling, who was running uh, during the primary, uh, I will hope that you will take your vote, be just as uh, set on getting to the polls to vote as you were for David Sterling, and make sure whether you pull the lever or you push the screen, 
that uh, you pushed uh, for uh, for Callahan. Because bottom line, if you add up, if I add up the votes from the the, the primary, I look at what the Wynn got, and I look at uh, what uh, Chris got, and I look and see what uh, David uh, Sterling got. You add, uh, yeah, add Chris and David Sterling together, and you win. That's personal. But you got to go out and vote. That's the most important thing. I understand it's an off-year election, but elections have consequences, whether they're a you know, presidential election or they're a, a not a presidential election. They have consequences. Are, are there cases that are sitting out there that we want to make sure that we have as many conservatives as possible? I know you can't say how you're going to vote or whatever, but are there things that are being thought about or uh, look to be uh, brought before the Supreme Court? Uh, that we want to make sure that the right decision is made? Well, of course, you want that in everything. And I, I can't comment on any pending legislation if, right. I, if, if the voters are kind enough to put me in office to, um, that, that I would hear or have to rule on. But I, I think generally uh, what, what, what we need to be aware of is just, is the legislature going to do its job? Or are we going to allow the Supreme Court to overstretch their bounds, play over in somebody else's lanes, and do what, uh, in my view, Justice Wynn has done in a number of decisions, and other members of the courts have, which has put personal politics in place of uh, uh, limited judicial intervention in, in political matters. I'm going to the press conference tomorrow for the, um, uh, what is it, Religious uh, Liberty mm-hmm. Amendment. The... the uh, the, the, the Arkansas Constitution, I think, is very clear about what the you know the the, the courts should be doing. Do we need issue three? I'm going to let the voters decide that. Okay. I, I, I um, uh, and then maybe I, I, I don't and then think maybe a, it ends up in front of you, right? Well, of course, if you amend the Constitution, in my view. It's the Constitution. Somebody asked, right. well, once they pass this, and there's a lot of people who are against the marijuana amendment, uh, amendment four that's out there. And well, once you get in there, you're a conservative. You're going to vote against. Well, if you make it part of the Constitution, there's nothing I can do about that's it. That's correct. Um, now, and there's some real bad things in that piece of legislation. Uh, a different form of jurisprudence would say, okay, yeah, I can play around and declare a constitutional amendment unconstitutional. Sorry, that's just defies logic but if the will of the people says this is what the constitution says you're supposed to go with the will of the people correct well as as far as if it's in the arkansas constitution unless it violates someone's uh, federal civil rights or or constitutional rights uh, then there's a clash and likely that wouldn't even come up before us they would take that immediately to federal court so but we still have to be wary of those things okay just for everybody why does dave elswick want to see conservatives on the court because i'll tell you why because the left has in the last decade decade and a half maybe 20 years has used the court as a way to supersede over legislative things because they can't win elections many times and so they use the court system as a way of getting their way so i want as many conservatives as i can see on the court all right and we you know Recently, with the Dobbs decision, the whole yeah. the whole uh, Roe versus Wade controversy and the origination of the ability of the U.S. Supreme Court in seventy, I guess three, to outlaw um, uh, the state's ability to, to restrict abortion was Griswold, in which they invented a right to privacy by 
trying to cull together things in order to get a public policy position that would ultimately wind up where Roe did. Um, even Ginsburg, even Ginsburg said yep. that Roe v. Wade was a terrible piece of legislation or, or a judicial decision. Yeah. Yes, yeah, it, it just. Um, I think there were other ways if they wanted to do that they could, but it made absolutely no sense. Um, and so I don't want to be the judge who relies on penumbras and and, and, and what that, that comes from the Roe decision of things that just emanate from the Constitution. Constitutions say what they mean and they mean what they say. They're not really open to interpretation right. as far as reading more things in because our Constitution is not a grant of rights to the people. It's a limitation on government. Both of our constitutions. It's not a. It's it. So, this is a, a a ceiling for the government. It's not a. It's not a, a ceiling for the people. And too many on the left think that our constitution is what governs our people, and not the other way around. No, our founding fathers said our rights come from God. Yep. It is our constitution tells the government to protect those rights. That's right. That's and sometimes. A, and, we have governments that don't do that, and they need to be held accountable. Yeah, that's good. And, and, and I, I don't have any problem saying I think you'd make the right decision on that. What are some things that are going on? We we hear all the stories about criminals in a revolving door and, uh, you know, no, no, no bail or no cash bail, can't do that. And mm. when you see all those things happening, does it worry you as a judge? Well, from our own experience uh, during COVID, yeah, it worries me very much because it's going to make our our cities and our towns and our counties more unsafe. Yeah, they're already uh, unsafe. They're going to be more unsafe. Well, and it's not that bail is there to lock people up and keep them there while they're trial. It's to make sure that they show up for trial. Mm-hmm. And we had the experience, and I think a lot of the courts that stayed open during COVID did too. What do you do with uh, a, a pandemic type situation, regardless of what the true parameters of it were? But they were telling us it's the end of the world. And so for nonviolent drug offenders, um, simple possession of methamphetamine, cocaine, ecstasy, those kind of things, in order not to have an overburdened jail, we allowed them to have OR bonds or released on their own recognizance without having to post a bond. Now, from my experience, and may not be universal our failure to appear right went through the roof because there wasn't anybody to bring them to court mm-hmm. they had no skin in the game and they were willing to just take a chance until they had their next encounter with law enforcement a year or two or sometimes the next day but it doesn't work if it doesn't work for nonviolent drug offenders what do they think it's going to work for for for, for murderers you look at houston the, the atrocious problems they're having down there with a, 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 a leftist judiciary that is letting people out without bonds or very low bonds on murder cases, um, that's a problem. One problem we have in Arkansas, I don't think we'll get to the no-bond situation here at least right. recently, but one problem we have is judges. Our rules of criminal procedure do not allow us, when we set bond, to consider the likelihood that that offender is going to repeat their actions while they're awaiting trial. Um, I think that is something that we need to be able to consider. Uh, I've asked the Arkansas Supreme Court to do that, and if I get on there, I'm going to try to make sure that whether or not we think that John Smith is going to go out and beat his wife again, 
uh, that needs to be considered in the uh, bond application, I think it's very important. The federal system, they let you do that. It's not a constitutional question. It's not a violation of somebody's rights to do it. But we don't allow you to do that in Arkansas. All right. So maybe the, the legislature, the new legislature, get together starting January 9th. Maybe somebody should file a piece of uh, legislation that well, takes that into consideration. That's actually a court rule. That's oh, a rule okay. by the Arkansas Supreme Court. Oh, okay. So, so there's a change that needs to be made, and I want to make that change. All right. Seems like a good change to be made. Yeah. All right, don't forget about East End Towing. East End Towing says no matter what the problem is that you find yourself on the side, side of the highway. Well, people say, well, my car broke down. There can't be a lot of other things. Oh, yeah, there can be. What happens if the trailer that your boat's on, uh, uh, you know, a tire goes flat on it and you can't change it and you need some help on the side of the road or maybe it's a camper you need some help? How do you get that towed in? Well, you do it by getting East End Towing involved because no matter the situation, East End Towing can handle it, has all the answers for you, and they'll take good care of you. All you have to do is call them. 501-888-8849. That is the local number. 501-888-8849. If you're on the side of the road, call the guys that can help you out no matter the situation you're in. That's East End Towing. Back with you. Uh, Chris Carnahan, judge, is with us over in Faulkner County. It's good to have him with us. I like this guy. I like him a lot. He's a principled person, and that's that's what you need when you have a judge. You know? so. Well, you've got to be principled. Yep. If you're not principled, anything goes at that point. Do you worry about what's, what's happening, that you see things that are occurring within um, – School systems, I mean, I just was mentioning Conway and things of that nature. Do you think that people run scared at times because our federal government is overbearing? Oh, I I think there's uh, some of that. I think there's also some uh, bad legal advice people get about what the federal courts will and won't accept. That winds up, especially on behavioral issues. and while I want, you know, the Arkansas Constitution guarantees every child a free and public education. Right. Um, but that, that, that can be abused. And in a lot of situations, we're allowing the, 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 the wrongdoer to have all the attention that they want at the expense of the education, at the expense of the education that needs to happen. You look at those SAT scores, mm-hmm. a lot of that's COVID. Uh, and, and the bad decision that was made to shut our schools down. I just talked about that. Uh, right. We're low, well, with, lowest right now as far as reading and math skills, math skills in ever in the, since they've been measuring it, and in the last 17 years uh, as far as reading, and 30 years overall. And next year there's going to be a new mathematics assessment statewide. Um, I, problem is I've got a math degree from UALR here. That's what I, one of the things I went to school for. And so I, I don't I don't get not being tuned in to numbers and um, and all that. But but we have we need to have dedicated classrooms where children are made to do their lessons. We need parents to make sure that they're going to do their homework when they get home and not try to do what I let them do what I tried to do with my mom and dad oh yeah it's done okay let me see it yeah (laughs) my dad my dad before he'd go to work every morning if he's working day shift uh, if it was midnight shift I didn't go to bed till he left for work and the same thing for her swing shift because that's what he worked but he wanted to see 
that homework in front of him so he could see that I got it done. It's that old trust but verify from yeah, from Reagan. From Reagan, you know? absolutely, uh, and that's a good thing to have. But I, I'm, I'm not a, I'm not an educator. Uh, well, I take that back. I've taught some classes, you know, at community college and at UALR, but. Um, I, I'm not a I'm not a teacher. I haven't gone to school just to teach and, and that kind of thing. So we're dealt in a public school or private school classroom. But if we're going to have a free and public education, it ought to be worth a darn. And um, too often we're not those those SAT scores show we're just not getting the job done. And that that's a black mark on uh, the entire educational establishment here in Arkansas. And I know that's. People say, "Oh, don't say that. That's not political. You need to be." But it's just the truth. <laughs> and we've got we got to look at the truth. Um, and whether it's administrators um, having too many of them in a school district and not focusing on education, or if it's teachers not doing their job or parents not doing their job to back up the teachers, um, then 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 we're all failing. So, all right. So, what do you think? What what do you want the voters to remember about Chris Carnahan? I want them to remember that Judge Carnahan will follow the law. I will not legislate from the bench. I will stay out, stay in my own lane as it is and let the other branches do their jobs unless they overstep their bounds. And thirdly, this is going to be their opportunity to have a referenda on whether or not Justice Robin Wynn deserves, uh, whether he deserves a sec- second term in the Supreme Court based on his unethical behavior. So for how many years is it good for? It's good for eight. Okay, eight years. So he's had his try, and he hasn't been uh, a shining example. Let's just put it that way. And no sanction uh, issued against him by anybody whatsoever. Yeah. And if you didn't hear at the beginning of this show, go back. If you're listening to it right now on my Facebook or whatever, uh, you need to listen to the beginning of this show because that was an important piece of it i got i got about five minutes left here repeat that what you were talking about well it's just uh, it's a case out of dallas county uh, began in the late 90s with a horrible sexual assault murder of, of a elderly woman in her home um, uh, law enforcement basically did a roundup of the usual suspects is kind of how it winds up sounding uh, the guy who did it and who admitted doing it years later, he was convicted at trial. But there were three other people that were kind of dragnetted in, um, and um, they wound up serving 60 years on a sentence for a crime that they did not commit. It took the Eighth Circuit 20 years for each of them. 20 right? years on each of them. One of them still in prison because of a loophole or a bad thing that happens in federal law. You get one shot at a federal appeal based on actual innocence, and apparently he filed that very early on. And so um, that doesn't mean that there aren't other avenues that can be pursued in his case, but he's still in jail. Um, But we know that they're innocent, right? That's what everyone seems to know except the Arkansas Department of Corrections. And Justice Wynn, of course, has not said a word about destroying evidence in that case and being untruthful. Don't don't want to point finger too hard but what about the governor you'll have to ask him yeah i think i will i think that's something he needs to answer about why why are you leaving these other people out and guys that you know are in there and in there uh in a way that they shouldn't be letting them rot in jail hey this is this is not I'm not some bleeding heart. Yeah, I understand that. You know, if I try to sit it's appropriate no, to... You believe in justice. I believe in justice, and, and this is an injustice. 
and it's an injustice that was caused because Robin Wynn destroyed evidence, was untruthful, and that was what he was found to be by the Eighth Circuit Court of Appeals and just uh, Judge Karen Baker here in Little Rock in the Eastern District of Arkansas. But, um, but no penalty for it. And the citizens of Arkansas didn't know about it when they went to vote for him in 2014. This only came to light in 2015. So this is their opportunity if they want to have uh, behavior that I don't believe meets the ethical standards of an attorney, much less of of a judge or a justice of the Arkansas Supreme Court. If they want that on the Supreme Court, they need to vote for my opponent, not for Judge Chris Carnian. All right. If you vote for David Sterling during the primary... Light a fire under your rear end and get to the polls and vote for Chris Carnahan. I hope so. I, I'm voting early, too, because I have to have court on Election Day. <laughs> really? So I've, I've got court on Election Day. Okay. So. Well, get Yeah, you can't take an hour off, right? No, I can't. Okay. It's like I'm running two full-time jobs. I got you. I understand that. So uh, if, you're, if you are elected, when would you be uh, sworn in? Uh, January 1st. January yeah. 1st. Who are they going to put in your place if you're going? Uh, that would be up to the governor. Oh, so, okay. Yeah. All right. So keep that in mind. That's all there. He'll get some good. He'll get some. Now, would that be Asa or would that be? Uh, I believe it would be Sarah. Governor Governor Hutchison up up. Uh, I don't believe uh, uh, Sarah Sanders, who looks likely to be our, our next conservative governor, uh, will be in office at that time. I think they take place thirteenth, fifteenth, some somewhere down the road. And think about that. First female governor here in Arkansas. First Republican following a Republican governor. I mean, Asa followed himself, but you, that, right. that's no big deal. This would be another candidate that would be elected governor. And, uh, you know, what can I say? It's going to be exciting yeah and with a republican female lieutenant governor yes so i think that's the first of the nation so they say how backwards looking we are in arkansas yeah yeah whatever yeah i agree with that totally absolutely 23 years here i love this place i really do i love it great place to live and raise a family that's right and and it's cheaper here than it is as you probably know uh in probably um 49 other states it's cheaper to raise a family here it is and if you want to get them out i did a wedding on the little red river just below the hatchery up in heber the other day oh cool get out and enjoy us enjoy this even if it's just sitting on your porch for a little while it's a beautiful place to live well i definitely want to i told my wife this uh weekend it rained i'm hoping that we don't get as much rain this coming weekend because the colors will really be starting to pop and i want to get out and do a little leaf peeping i like doing that i I enjoy it too chris thank you so much for coming in i i should say judge thank you for coming in i appreciate you making some time here for the dave else need your vote need your listeners vote. well you got my vote i already told you that you got my vote and if again if you're if you want a conservative justice uh you need to go and and cast your vote for this man right here, Judge Chris Carnahan, do that and do it for yourself. You don't have to do it for me. Do it for yourself because he'll help uh, on Supreme Court make sure that conservative principles are upheld. Thanks so much, Judge. Amen. Thank Appreciate you. you. Thanks, Dave. All right. A break, and then I'm back tomorrow uh, in the 9 o'clock hour. I've got a lady that's going to come on, and we're, she's running for school board in Cabot. And you know what we've been saying about Cabot School Board. So we're going to have her on and see what she has to say. So if you're still 
ticked off about the mass mandates and you're ticked off about a lot of other things that they're doing up there. Hear what the people that are running to replace other people on the Cabot School Board have to say. I'm Dave Ellswick. See you tomorrow, 6 a.m. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records of the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.